Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And good morning. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Mike Kidrowski. Thank you for joining us this fine morning for Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and more specifically, the Faith and Business Conference. I'm excited for today. And it is a big conference. It It is is a huge. I was here last year, and on our way back home, Steve Splonskowski, the executive director of Real Presence Radio, and I were talking. We we need to come back to this. Yes. It is that good, folks. Yep. So people from all over are coming in for the Faith and Business Conference. But before we get too far into our show, Mike, would you start us off with a prayer? Oh, yes. On this uh, feast day of St. Dominic, let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This prayer of St. Dominic. May God the Father who made us bless us. May God the Son send his healing among us. May God the Holy Spirit move within us and give us eyes to see with, ears to hear with, and hands that your work might be done. May we walk and preach the word of God to all. May the angel of peace watch over us and lead us at last, by God's grace, to the kingdom. Amen. 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 St. Dominic. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That is a wonderful prayer. Yes, uh, good St. Dominic. I, I'm sure we'll hear more about him in the minutes and hours to come. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's hear what is coming up in the next minutes and hours. We're going to head over to Fargo. Eli, are you with us? I am. Thanks, Heather. Tell us what's happening. Absolutely. So as you know, business leaders from across the region are coming together for the annual Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls. We'll talk with Joe Rutten, one of the organizers, about the name of this conference and as, as a means to keep faith first when it comes to business practices. What would it be to gain the whole world and lose everything in the process? We'll hear more about that from Father James Mason as he talks about his presentation on the soul of principled businesses at that Faith and Business Conference. And have you ever heard the phrase that it's just business in response to someone trying to explain their uncharitable actions? Is it really just business? Or as a Catholic, are we called to go beyond and love those who we serve in the business world? That's what we'll discuss with Flo Freed of Fisher Industries in Dickinson, North Dakota. That and a whole lot more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Heather? All right. Thank you, Eli. All right, so let's just move straight in because we've got the man. We have the He's, director he right is here. here. You're still called the executive director, aren't you? I am, but uh, the the real magic happens by <laughs> you know a team of people. I, yeah. Um, for better, for worse, get to kind of be the showman, but uh, the real magic is done. You're the by, mascot. I'm the mascot. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So. so we're talking with Joe Rutten this morning. Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself. You ha- wear many hats other than the Faith and Business Conference. Tell us what you do. Yeah, I'm the director of the Benedictine Leadership Institute at Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, a Catholic Benedictine liberal arts school down there in the Missouri River. I'm a faculty of theology, and I really am an educator at heart. Um, I'm 
I believe uh, in seeing things differently. I'm a visionary who passionately tries to help people live integrated lives and uh, build bridges between faith and whatever it is that they do personally or professionally. Wonderful. So that's my full-time job, and then I am the executive director of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity, which is an apostle of the church to help men uh, empower one another to be better husbands, fathers, and business leaders. And out of that, we started this larger initiative to uh, help the entire business community, men, women, Catholic, Christian, um, consider what it means to take Sunday into Monday uh, and integrate faith principles into business practices. Mm -hmm. So we're in our fifth year now, and uh, we're excited about the continued growth and development of this conference right here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, and the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity has kind of taken a different turn and how you're approaching some of your meetings. Can you go a little bit into what you're doing now and why you felt like it needed to go that direction? Um, So the number one thing about people gathering together is that typically if they like each other, then they show up, Mm -hmm. right? And then second would be content is king. If you have good people enjoying a relationship with each other and great content, you just find that people come not because you're twisting their arm or you're doing the extra phone calls, although those are important, uh, but because they're really fed through the activities and the events and the relationships that they build. So with the men's business fraternity, we really took a focus toward trying to create small group uh, work where the the men really, really do Lexio Divina at each of the meetings and at our gatherings where we read from the vocation of the business leader. It's a short document that's done in uh, about 80 paragraphs and we just read a paragraph and uh, pray about it and discuss it amongst small groups and then share back to a large group at our monthly virtuous business leader formation meetings that we have Um, and then we have uh, quarterly breakfasts where we encourage one of the men from the community to get up and share their testimony about uh, who they are and as it relates to being a husband a father or a business leader and we've just found that, one, the relationship is, is most important, and two, when other people share their testimonies, it empowers mm-hmm. and stiffens the back, mm-hmm. I like to say, mm-hmm. of the others in the room. So. Well, and I just wanted to make a note, too, because not only, you know, it's for men only, and there's a reason behind the, the that. The men's business fraternity, yeah. Yeah, that's part of it, but um, I think also... Do you still have access to it online, to those talks? Yeah, yeah, we have all on our CMBF SF, stands for Catholic Men's Business Fraternity Sioux Falls. Uh, on, the, on that website, we host all of our talks and all of our uh, conf- the, the faith and business conference speakers. There is a tremendous platform of outstanding material. <laughs> it really The is. videos on there are just magical. They're so good. Yeah. Um, you know, we've really brought in, in the last five years to the Faith and Business Conference, world-class mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. communicators and educators and business leaders to to work with us in this taking Sunday into Monday approach to faith-principled business practices. And all of those talks are warehoused on the, the Men's Business Fraternity website. So whether it's the, the half-hour testimonies from men about their lives as husbands, fathers, or business leaders, or it's the Faith and Business Conference. You can get all of that on our website. Absolutely. Well, Joe, I, as a former educator, I, I just want to uh, extend my sincere thanks to you for answering that call to be an educator and, and uh, helping young people uh, form their lives around Christ. And, uh, uh, you, you know, this, this 
Faith and Business Conference and your organization uh, is so impressive and it is uh, something that I would like to see other communities around our network um, uh, focus in on and maybe model uh, this after what you've got started here. I, I believe what I witnessed last year for the first time is something that I thought other communities could model and create this all this good that's happening right uh and there's a movement in the united states it's mm -hmm. led at the academic level and it's particularly uh catholic university of america is at the heart of it and then uh, dr michael naughton uh, uh director of catholic studies at saint thomas are two of the principal institutions and players behind it but it's really thinking differently and saying we might have um uh, compartmentalized our educational system and we we ourselves actually might have been the ones to separate faith from these other realms of the academic mm -hmm. world and so we do psychology over there and theology over here and business over there but never shall the others cross their paths and it's like wait a minute here I think that our institutions need to present an integrated approach that understands the whole of humanity who we are as people and how it is that we go about the business and the work that we do and so a psychologist ought to have a deep understanding of who the person is and how it is that faith informs who the person is and how they go about you know leading their lives and the same applies to business there's a real movement within business uh, faculty and business programs to do this and so out of that has come a response from business practitioners to say wait a minute we really like this mm -hmm. we think there's something here mm -hmm. we want we're thirsty we're hungry we're starving to have an ethical approach to have a principled approach to, to have a, an integrated approach to how we do business because we feel um, that oftentimes in the community they're vilified as just people that are seeking wealth and are greedy mm -hmm. um, and on the other side uh, when the church has a project they're the first ones they go to right. to fundraise to get these new best friends projects done right and so it's like well wait a minute how can the church provide back to those same business leaders that are creating the wealth and are leading these these main street businesses and these larger corporations well let's not just have a group of men doing a men's group centered around business but maybe we can take this to a larger platform and create a, pla a conference where men and women of all faiths can mm -hmm. come together and think deeply about this mm -hmm. so there is a movement mm -hmm. it's from coast to coast Denver is a hub and a hotbed Dallas Texas is a hub and a hotbed Washington DC St. Thomas up there's a number of communities and I'm telling you Sioux Falls South Dakota of all places with the help of the team that's really in seven years brought this ministry and this work and this conference um, to where it is at today has really put Sioux Falls, South Dakota on the map mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to this work. Yeah, so at the end of the day, Joe, have you seen uh, examples of uh, business leaders bringing faith into their business? And what that does, it, it makes them more successful. It makes their companies more successful because there's this base of uh, what would you want to call it trust this is a caring right, right. that sort so of thing. so what we've done is we've turned business into um uh what would you we've turned business into structures and strategies and and processes and procedures and management principles and all of these types of things what we failed to do is educate business leaders mm. in the humanity 
mm. of business. What what does it mean to be a human? Because it's the humans that are in the practice, right? right? And so we've we've we would be wise to go back to saying how do we help form people uh. so that when they do business, business is done better. Uh, Peter Drucker, I think it's Peter Drucker or Warren Bennis, one of the two kind of leadership management gurus, um, said, you know, to be a leader is to become human. Amen. To do, to do business well is to be a good person. Yeah. And when you're an integrated person, when you walk into the office, when you've left the pew on Sunday and you go into the professional experience on Monday, you're bringing that person with you into that exchange. And so compassion and trust and honesty and these principles that we all know are vital to human success, we now bring back to business practices as a foundational piece to flourishing in businesses. Also, the profit is a component to that because you will see the re residual success of a better culture, which produces more profit. Very if you're good. just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Joe Rutten. He's the executive director of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity, and we're broadcasting from the Faith and Business Conference this morning in Sioux Falls. So how did it go from the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity to opening it up to the Faith and Business Conference? What are we talking about with the... So at the heart of the whole thing was to help start a men's ministry where men could come together, but the organizing principle wasn't necessarily theology, but was business. Mm -hmm. So men oftentimes That's what you're find comfortable their, with. Right. They yeah. oftentimes find their value and their worth in what they do. And so, well, let's start a men's group that way. Well, it was quickly realized that, number one, there are ladies that would be potentially be interested in such a thing. And so there is a group of ladies that d are discerning uh, what that might look like for them. But without a doubt, we, <clears throat> we knew immediately there was a larger demographic and audience for this. And so two years after we started the men's business fraternity, we began this faith and business conference. And it's, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. If you're out there listening and you haven't been to it, uh, mark it for your calendars next year, the second Thursday in August, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It really is a, a must-attend type of an event. Absolutely. And you bring in big names from across the country. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can release the name of next year's keynote. Oh, uh, you already have So it. you might have to, <laughs> well, we'll see about that. But, yeah, okay. from, a, from a business and an academic standpoint, um, you know, these are the, the global leaders, really. Dr. Michael Naughton, who's been here to speak, is uh, he's a global leader. He works with the Vatican Pontifical Council for Peace and Justice. He works with Cardinal Turkson and the, the kind of the Catholic global Vatican movement about how to do business well. Um, Bob Keith, uh, Andreas Widmer, former Swiss guard, and, um, you know, he was part of a business that helped create Siri on your iPhone. Oh. You know, like, well, now he's in education, teaching, and helping young entrepreneurs. Um see business as a calling and to help business be a force for good yes and joe you know if you think about this in any business any business at all you're dealing with people and how and and faith incorporating faith incorporating what what you call uh being more human or human humanity right it, it's uh it, it's go it's going to uh uh, again, at the end of the day, it's going to uh, help people be successful, help people be, to be happy oh, with what they're doing. Because Human flourishing care. and happiness is at the heart of the whole project. Business and profit isn't the, 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 the end of this thing is salvation. The end of this thing is a greater goal toward, but, but we know that the kingdom can be here on earth, right? Christ came and is present. And so how is it that we can help human flourishing here? 
Mm-hmm. Well, business is a significant component that contributes to human flourishing. And so we want to give a nobility back to business, but we also want to give business a further telos, a further end, a further direction that says, well, this isn't simply about profit, although profit is a sign of flourishing. It is a sign of health, of organization and community and structures and strategies. It's a sign of fantastic culture. But at the end of all of this, by the way, we're not going to take this with us. There is a further human destiny for us. And in light of that, we ought to be being, we ought to prioritize our lives as professionals that remembers we do have a calling to salvation and to family and to other priorities as well, but we don't have to sacrifice profit and successful Mm -hmm. business in order to accomplish those ends as well. Well, can you give us just a real brief rundown on who we're going to be hearing from today at the conference? Yep, Bishop Swain's going to come and kick it off with a few words in prayer. He always does an outstanding job of setting the stage for us. Catherine Pocolic, she's a doctorate of economics out of Catholic University of America. She's going to give us a broad vision of what principled and virtuous business looks mm-hmm. like. Father Jim Mason's going to give us more of a practical approach of what principled and virtuous business looks like. What are those practical virtues that are important to be, for business to be done well? Right. And then Tom Morgan, our local uh, executive coach, is going to give us some some lessons that he's learned actually from working with uh, prisoners. So we're excited about that. That is exciting. Well, thank you, Joe, and good luck for this morning. It's going to be a great conference, and thank you for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Thank you. You're doing a lot of good here, Joe, you and your team. Well, it's it's a a team, that's for sure. There is an executive committee of 12, and there's a lot of workers, uh, people behind the scenes, really, that make this happen. I'm just privileged to kind of be be the face of it. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. Yep. Blessings. (laughs) Blessings to you. Well, it is time for our first break this morning. Coming up next, it's time for Straight Talk with Father John Renton of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. He's going to take your questions on the Catholic faith. And later, Father James Mason, also with the Diocese of Sioux Falls, will be here to unpack what it means to have the soul of princled business. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. This is Heather Carroll. And I'm Mike Kidrowski. And we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Attend a Catholic United Financial Workshop with Brian Zitzman, your local Catholic United rep on end-of-life issues from a Catholic perspective. Our speakers will discuss Catholic Church teachings on health care directives, protecting human dignity, and end-of-life financial issues. The free workshops will be at 7 p.m. on August 20th at St. Clara Parish in Clara City, August 28th at St. Joseph Parish in Montevideo, and September 4th at St. Andrew Parish in Granite Falls. Text WORKSHOP to 1-800-568-6670 to save your seat. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday, the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. 
Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. And good morning, I am Heather Caro. And I'm Mike Kidrowski. Thank you for joining us this fine, beautiful morning. We are broadcasting to you live from the Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yes, and our team now is complete. We have Brett uh, helping us with the sound system, and uh, we are uh, we are a complete team here at the Ramcota Inn in beautiful Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's good to be in Sioux Falls, Heather. It is. It's a beautiful morning this morning. You know, it it, it is. It truly is, and it is always good to be in Sioux Falls. This is such a Catholic community. Yeah. I've been uh, coming down here since 1992 and uh, taking back ideas to Western North Dakota and incorporating them in terms of uh, Catholic schools and uh, uh, diocese foundations. And uh, it is uh, nice to be here. There's a lot of talent down here and uh, a lot of things that we can learn. Yes, absolutely. Well, and it was your first experience last year. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, well, Mike. Sure. Um, coming down, you at, towards the end of the, the event, you were just blown away. Talk well, yeah. about what you were experiencing. Well, I think, uh, you know, for years and years and years, I thought that, you know, how can we bring faith into business? You know, it was so, you know, business is so focused on profit and the margin and uh, being successful and growth. And uh, the, the faith component, uh, the humanitarian uh, component, the mm-hmm. care and that sort of thing, how do we incorporate that? And we heard from some very successful, successful in terms of uh, grow, uh, growing their companies, uh, financial success and that sort of thing. And to hear these business leaders talk about how their, their care for their employees and thereby in, and, and by incorporating faith into business, carrying Sunday into Monday, not just Sunday into Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I think one of the things that stuck with me, the Faith and Business Conference is open to all faiths, and yes. it's also open to men and women alike. It was It's hosted by the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity, and so um, they tend to get a lot of the recognition. But the one thing that I found interesting that you said last year, and I don't know if you remember it, but you were just so thrilled to see men being men. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, you know, in this... Uh in this world uh, uh, where we can, we can be trapped, we can be trapped by the worldly uh, things that lure us away from, from faith, actually. Yeah. 
And uh, we, uh, men, we men uh, oftentimes forget what it is to be men. Right. And be caring uh, husbands, uh, caring fathers, taking time with family. And, you know, business is important. That's where we make our livelihood. That's where, yeah. how we grow as a nation. But to keep that balance between faith and business, family and business, is so important to continue the institution of the family. The family is uh, the domestic church uh, and we need to pay attention to that, Heather. Absolutely. Well, another big thing, uh, Mike Kodrowski, you're actually from North Dakota. Yes. And so uh, you kind of travel around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> That's yes. That's the understatement of the year, folks. Um, yeah. But you are always on the road <clears throat> making sure that all of us are behaving ourselves. Well, there's no problem there. <laughs> and then, But you just got done, um, and it's still continuing to go on as we speak, but the National Convention, the Supreme The convention. Supreme Convention of the Knights of Columbus, folks, is in Minneapolis right now. I got to spend a couple days there. We broadcasted live the day before yesterday. We got to interview three of the bishops from Minnesota. And what I, I had the opportunity to do is, is uh, what I had the opportunity to do is listen to the Supreme Knights report at the annual meeting mm -hmm. and it was uh, about an hour long but it went so quickly it was so beautifully done and he reported on all the good works of the Knights of Columbus and the one thing that stuck out uh, in my mind was <clears throat> the ultrasound initiative that was incorporated in 2009 and their goal was to place 1,000 ultrasound machines in crisis pregnancy centers across the nation and the Supreme Knight announced that we have reached that goal, folks, and we have saved thousands of lives, wow. thousands of babies' lives. And I was reading the annual report last night, and I came across a testimony from a young lady holding her child, holding the ultrasound uh, in front of her 18-month-old her, uh, uh, child that's standing right in front of her. And this was her quote. The big smile appeared on the screen, and I knew she was my destiny. The Lord spoke to me that day through my unborn child's smile. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, and a life was saved that day. A soul was able to be uh, born into this world, and there's thousands like that. Wow. So, there, there were many, many initiatives that he talked about, but this one really stuck struck me. Over a period of just 10 years, they were able to get 1,000 ultrasound machines in crisis pregnancies center across the nation. And he went on to talk about, about many things. One was the uh, initiative for uh, Native, the Native American initiative. Uh, in the coming months, he reported, the Knights of Columbus will focus even more on helping Native peoples uh, and he talked about the uh, uh, partnership between the Knights and the Diocese of Gallup, New Mexico, and the Southwest Indian Foundation. And he said that we will soon break down on a new St. Kateri Tekawitha shrine. And so that is an initiative that the Knights of Columbus have taken on and will continue to pursue. And then he gave an update 
on the the number of knights that are in this uh, uh, this world now the knights of the uh, supreme knights of columbus convention is not just uh, United States. That oh. includes Canada. It includes Mexico. It includes Poland. We have a rep representation from Poland, the Ukraine, um, all around the world. And so he, he was. He was uh, went on to say how he was helping the the Middle East, the crisis, uh, and our Christian brothers and sisters that are are actually being. Uh, he used the word genocide. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of work to do. Thank goodness for the Knights of Columbus and the men wanting to be men and serve God through the Knights of Columbus. Uh, it was an incredible report. Uh, you know, there were, there were tears shed by 2,500 people mm. that were listening to his, his uh, report on all the good that they were, Knights of Columbus were doing across the world. And, uh, well, and I think that's important to point out is that it is across the world. We get so used to our Knights of Columbus doing such fantastic things in our local areas, which I, you know, absolutely adore. But sometimes those pancake breakfasts go to a bigger meaning. Oh, know? yes. And so to me, that is just really exciting to know that they do have such a far reach yeah every pancake that is made and purchased by uh, local folks goes to good causes and uh, all this is reported each council reports their philanthropic uh, uh, gestures to the supreme office monthly on a monthly basis wow. so uh, the supreme office keeps track of all those hours of service, of all those philanthropic dollars given, mm -hmm. and they can came they then they come up with this annual report that uh, presents all the all the good and, and philanthropic uh, gestures that have been done by the Knights of Columbus worldwide. Wow, so it's amazing. So it was a good conference, is what you're saying? Oh, it was a great conference. <laughs> you know, during the mass, uh, I was up with uh, the broadcast, so I wasn't able to attend the mass. But uh, uh, someone counted 81 bishops, uh, wow. archbishops, uh, cardinals that were there. And so it is a, it is a very powerful, uh, faith-filled convention. Wonderful. And it was just a pleasure for me to be a part of that for a couple days. Wonderful. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break. We are broadcasting this morning live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, from the Faith and Business Conference being held here today. Um, I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Mike Kidrowski. And we are your hosts this morning. We're going to take about a minute break, and then when we get back, it'll be time for Straight Talk. So get those questions ready for us. We'll be back in just a minute. One of the things that I see happen is, let's say somebody's been listening to the radio, and they pick up an idea. They then sit down with their friends at coffee or over cookies and bars, whatever, and they're talking about it, and that item, then they say, well, let's call Father and get a little, let's double check that. Let's get yeah. a little deeper view on it. But also, when it comes to the events, for example, we have a group here, and they look at the faith, and then they move deeper into it. What is the reason for this? 
why do we Catholics believe this? And as that group has grown, they've brought others in, they've talked about it, they're reaching out, and it actually evolved into a street ministry where they stood down by Paul and Babe with a cart, with some books, with some medals, with some rosaries, and they encountered people on the street. I was very impressed with that, very impressed that our people would move forward. Our Bible studies become stronger as people hear the word and then they share it with one another. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Mike Kidrowski. Thank you for joining us this beautiful morning. We're broadcasting live from the Faith and Business Conference being held here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And it is 9.30 in the morning. And folks, that means it's straight talk time. Straight talk is your chance to call in with questions that you might have on faith. Uh, We have Father John Rutten joining us this morning. We'll get to talk to him in just a moment. But first, I wanted to give out the phone number, 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So an opportunity to chat with Father John Rutten. Do you have any people waiting in the wings, Father John? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'm Good. sorry. I'm was that what I was supposed to? No, because okay. it could have been scary. Okay. You know it's like you're... when they ask you to be on like a board or on a, you know, he had up a committee or something. Yeah. What they're really saying is, would you and all of your friends, all of your friends. help this mission? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. No, I forgot to bring my well, friends. Well, no, sometimes <laughs> with Rutten Radio, I, for those that don't know, Rutten Radio exists on a Real Presence Radio, and you can go to see the podcast and hear it's under the Sioux Falls section. Um, but you're part of the three, one of the three of Rutten Radio. That's correct. And Joe does Stump the Priest. Yeah, well, we haven't done that in a haven't long time. You? No, because when it used you, to be a two hour time. program, we used to have more like segments. Uh, we haven't, well, we could do that. We could bring that back. Well, it's, well I don't know if. I think you and Father Paul would be like, no, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) It might be good for me to sharpen up some of my skills. So Father John Rutten is here. He is actually Joe Rutten's brother, twin brother, um, for those of you who don't know. And then they have another brother that's another priest, Father Paul Rutten. And he's just moved here to St. Mary's. So now all three of you are... In Sioux Falls. In the Sioux Falls area. I'm in Harrisburg. Yeah. Yeah, the area. Yeah, absolutely. So it is your opportunity to call in with a question that you might have. The number is 877 And you can ask Father Paul, Father John, whoever. <laughs> Sorry. I, no, that's going to happen a lot. I was talking with somebody the other day, and they said, oh, we're in your parish, and I'm in the new parish, St. John Paul II. Yeah. And, you know, people are coming new, and there's a lot happening, and... Uh, so we had a long conversation. In the end, I said, well, what brought you to Harrisburg? And they said, oh, well, we don't live in Harrisburg. I said, oh, you don't? Uh, uh, I thought you moved into my parish. And uh, <laughs> they said, well, yeah. Well, I said, oh, well, what brought you to Sioux Falls? Because Southwest Sioux Falls comes to sure. JP2. And they said, well, we live in McKinnon Park. And I'm like, oh, oh you think I'm, <laughs> I'm Father Paul. Paul. Yes, yes. So it's going to happen a lot. It you is. Call me Paul. And call I, know, me Joe, I know all three John. of you. <laughs> That's the bad part. Well, Father John, let me, uh, let, if I can then just interject just a few seconds. I, I want to just publicly thank you for 
your decision to become a priest of Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for that. And how long have you been a, a, a priest? Seven years. Seven years. Yep. Well, God bless you for answering the call. It is uh, awesome. And so on this, uh, on this Feast of St. Dominic, <laughs> Father, uh, I was in conversation with someone yesterday, and we were trying to, we were trying to uh, uh, determine what role St. Dominic had in the uh, rosary. And. He's like, yeah, that's a great question. So, so, so I didn't inform you when you asked me to come on uh, <laughs> that I'm not good at question and answer. <laughs> well, let's ask, well, this, well, yeah. <laughs> let's ask uh, this question instead. Yeah. Okay. Um, a listener's already wrote in. Oh, great. So they oh, said, okay. you mentioned Joe and Father John are twins. Didn't I hear something that they have many of the same DNA markers too? What does that mean? Oh. That means when you do your <laughs> genetic testing, how many marks are you like totally? Did you guys the same? do that? Yeah, we did. And you we're did. Like ninety nine point nine 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 percent genetically the same thing. Oh, so yeah, that's what they're. Is that kind of weird? Um, no, it's kind of fascinating because no matter how close you are, you I still know I'm me. Yeah. Yes. So it it's I mean it's interesting to think while well, we share this much in common but in the end we're totally different well the so interesting that's the fascinating part, part to me from the outside an outsider looking in is that if you're that close that small of percentage has a big effect because you're very similar but you're very different yeah and so i guess the thing that fascinates me is the role you know we reduce the human person is often reduced down to the material reality mm -hmm. and so the thing you see glaringly then is that the soul carries with it j a huge impact on who the person is. Mm. And so we have different souls. And yeah. so we're very different people. So the truth of the matter is we are 50.00000000005% the same. The other part, our soul, is like totally different. We share nothing of the same soul. And so like mm. the part we share yeah. the same is just the body. So yeah. I, I... Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, so it uh, uh, the the dynamic of the rosary isn't um, something that just came out of nowhere, but it is a period of time that refers to Saint Dominic, and uh, there's no like historical exact thing. Okay. But this gift that was given to him by Mary is something that then grew over time. Mm -hmm. So of the high middle ages of the 13th century is when the rosary becomes. But even before that, you can say the idea of pilgrimage in many ways is tied to us getting the rosary because you went on a pilgrimage and the rosary was a way in which you could take a pilgrimage without without going oh. to the holy land kind of like the stations of the cross are a way you mm -hmm. can do the state the life of jesus mm -hmm. without going to the holy land because you have to think remember the crusades remember the different things like to take a pilgrimage was by then a very strong spiritual dimension of the Christian faith, mm -hmm. and so the rosary became a daily way in which you could take this pilgrimage with Mary. Oh, that's um, beautiful. But this gift given to St. Dominic primarily, but then even all the way down to um, our parish patron, you know, the rosary, when when was the rosary given to the world? Well, um, in the 20th century, in the 21st century, the 20th century, right? Uh, mm -hmm. JP2 added the luminous the mystery. Luminous right, yes. right, so there's right. even that dynamic that you can see, I think, in what JP2 did, this true gift, which is it's sort of a 
it's been an evolving reality. But yes. St. Dominic is the origin of what we understand now today as the rosary huh, in the high middle ages 13 yeah, yeah. Uh, what 1200 something yeah that's what i noticed and just reading a little history uh, just a, a little bit that it, it, i got a sense that it was a, a, a continual trans transition into what we have today and uh pope john paul uh, again incorporated the illuminous mysteries which mm -hmm. are beautiful mysteries mm -hmm. beautiful Absolutely. mysteries well, we're listening to Straight Talk right now. It's an opportunity for our listeners to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith or personal issues or current events even. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll attempt all of it. If we don't know the answer, we'll find one for you. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay, so we have a prayer request that's come in on Facebook. If I'll read what it says, and if you want to do a, a short prayer on it, that would be great. It says, please pray for my friend's niece, who is 11 and found her stepmother um, committed suicide on Father's Day. Please pray for God to wrap his loving arms around her as she deals with the horror of what she saw. Heavenly Father, we ask that you're divine presence might be manifest to this young lady, this young girl. We pray that uh, the memories that she has might find a path to healing, that she might be surrounded by people who can aid her in this journey of filling this loneliness and filling this wound, this pain, this difficulty. Might she be surrounded ultimately by the saints and angels and our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Dominic, pray for us. Thank you, Father. And That's thank beautiful. you to Michelle for submitting that prayer request. We accept prayer requests at all times here at RPR. And we actually have a new segment where we spend time going through our listeners' prayer requests. So, Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful segment. And uh, so please don't be afraid to go to our website and submit your prayer request. We will certainly get some action on that and send some prayers your direction. Absolutely. So we got so a great question. We do. I'm yes. going to give out the number one more oh, time. Oh, you are. Good. Because, you know, <laughs> i got to do the business part. So <laughs> we got to do 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions on Facebook. Okay. Next question. I know two recent Catholic high school grads headed to Augustana are heading to Augustana in a few weeks. Can you discuss what opportunities might exist for them to be active in their faith on this Lutheran campus? What about the local parish? Yeah, I don't know about the local parish, but I know for sure that Father Kevin O'Dell is the campus minister in Sioux Falls, and they have a Sunday evening gathering. I think right now the Mass is at St. Therese in Sioux Falls, but when uh, school starts up, it moves back to the Christ. campus area. Is it at Christ, Christ the, the King, King. Parish yep. that night? Um, so if you want to find them already, they're over at St. Therese on Sunday nights. If you, the young people are Father O'Dell, and then they'll move back to Christ the King when school starts. And there's a community there. There's a group of, of young people that are Catholic. The truth of the matter is Augustana is filled with a ton of Catholics, and mm -hmm. University of Sioux Falls is filled with, with Catholics as well. So there's a lot of great 
uh, people on campus, and uh, uh, they definitely will find a community if that's what they're looking for. So my encouragement, I don't know what this person, you know, it's always one thing when the person is asking for people they love, because mm -hmm. the people they love might not even be interested. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the true. key. So if <laughs> that's, that's the case, true. then what we need is we need hope. Yeah. For the person who's asking for what's on the campus, because uh, we need hope that these people would meet Jesus, uh, that they would have uh, desire in their heart, a recognition they need something of a life and peace and meaning and purpose that only comes when you find Christ in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, so that we pray for too. But if it's somebody who does have some faith and, and is active and desirous, uh, I think today's feast day is really important for us to to keep in mind we're all looking to show up and have something given to us that's not christianity i mean christianity is the the christ has given to us mm -hmm. saint dominic didn't wait to see what's around he was the origin of something yes we don't really often think that we can be the origin of something we're all looking for everybody else to would you give what, what groups are in the parish what that can i can join me? what can uh you know no who in the parish have you seen week after week after week that's interesting to you go talk to them mm -hmm. ask them to go to coffee if it seems and then if coffee's good then ask them if they have any other friends that'd like to join the next week for coffee and like be the source be the origin of something beautiful uh and then you become no matter where you go then you you like already have what you need which is an awareness like god will put me in a place and he's here yes when you yeah. when you share your your time talent and treasure like you just dimension don't sit back and see and, and see what you can receive go out and and give and experience the joy of giving you know in this uh, uh industry i'm in in, in the uh, fundraising philanthropic industry I, you know i've seen over the years is the joy that comes to folks that not only give of their treasure, but of their time and the, the uh, uh, joy that they experience. And it just, uh, they, they uh, come alive. Mm -hmm. And you can see the joy that comes from their heart mm -hmm. and the, the, the look in their eyes. And it, it's just quite gratifying. Yeah, because the human person's made to want to give of itself. We're yeah. made to like, ah, I, I need to give myself away. An authentic way, whether it's financially, you should have fun giving money away uh, if it's given out of the place where you realize everything you have is a gift from God. If you give your time away, you should have fun giving your time away and doing the things. Uh, but if it goes the other way and you're doing, you know, we can all, it takes time to figure that out. But in the end, yeah, you're like made to come alive by giving. Yes. And I've, I've experienced that over the years too, the people that uh, give of themselves. Uh, whether that be time, talent, and treasure, again, they uh, uh, they find that you know specifically their financial gifts. When they start to give some of their blessings, in which they've been blessed, uh, they say, "I'm glad that I made the decision to give it away now, mm -hmm. rather than wait till I pass away. I see the good that I'm doing here." And it gives my heart joy. I have a heart of joy that I've never had before, Mike. And praise be to God that I've, we, we, husband and spouse, have made that decision to uh, extend that joy to someone else, whatever charity they choose. 
All right, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk. It's our segment where people can call in and ask any questions that they might have on the faith or any current events. Father John Rutten is joining us this morning. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, our number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay. Well, uh... Your brother Joe just left us a few minutes ago, and he was talking about bringing faith into the business world. As a as a priest, as a pastor, as a shepherd of your flock at your church, how how Father would you address our listeners of bringing faith into the business world? Christ has something, the church would say Christ has something to do with all of life. Amen. Mm. So, I'm here at the business conference to see if that's true for business people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was in business and Jesus didn't have much to do with my business. (laughs) I was like, get out of my business. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm being a bit facetious, but I think this is the truth. The church is saying Christ is relevant to all dimensions of life. Uh, from the person cutting the cucumbers, uh, preparing for dinner, yep. uh, to the person who has a produce company that sends the cucumbers from wherever they come right. from to get here to da 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 da. Yeah. Um, and so I think we have to see in people's lives: is it true that Christ can have something to do with all things? And when I meet people who have tested this to see, uh, I find that. There's can be uh, an attachment to your success that actually leads to your diminishment. Or there Mm. can be Ah. a a drive to have profit that makes your um, people that work for you less happy, more afraid, more like consumed or more losing their families or things. Uh, I find people, though, that have business businesses or or in the market, you might say, in the free market, uh, that have faith to be standing on something more certain and more firm that allows them to Mm. move and breathe and kind of live in the business world in a way in which, yeah, they desire to be successful. They want to use God's resources for good, but they're in it for a different reason because they're already filled with the thing they most need. So they aren't trying to like squeeze it for every buck or they aren't, you know, they're attentive to a higher order Mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. So they want the thriving of the person over the thriving of the pocketbook. Right. Uh, things of that nature, I find. And this is just what I've seen. I met with a guy yesterday who was telling me, you know, it's like he couldn't imagine his life without Jesus. So is faith relevant to the business place? Yeah, he's a different person in the business place because faith is a part of his life. And then he can make different decisions because he's already filled with what he most needs, yeah. which is mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is our Straight Talk segment where you, the listener, gets to call in with any questions that you might have. Our number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Question for you, Father John. You are um, starting a new parish down in Harrisburg, um, and... Mm-hmm. You go to seminary and you you learn all about the faith. You get uh, educated in theology. Up, you know, I think a couple hours of theology are included in seminary. But when you come to the part of the business side of being a priest, being a pastor of a church, do they give you training for that in seminary? 
uh, a little bit. So how do you figure it out? How do you, how do you, Father John Rutten, go in and say, okay, I'm gonna. Oh, Bishop has asked me to start this parish. How do you even begin? Well, God chose a founding pastor who also has a business degree and lived for six years in the business world and knows budgets and financial statements and debits and credits and how to make a budget. <laughs> that helps. So God so that helps. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> helps <laughs> tremendously. Yeah, so I did have formation. It was just in my before life before head. I entered seminary. <laughs> I mean, and it, so two things. Number one, every God's like everything. God uses everything, you know, and he chooses people for a particular time. I also have a exceptional finance council and I let them do their job. I have a nice. great finance director, coordinator in the parish. I let her do her job to the best that I'm able to let go. <laughs> and so, you know, God puts people there and sometimes he makes us inadequate so that we need others. And our difficulty is not that we need greater formation in the seminary. Our difficulty is that we need to realize we are not adequate to all that we are called to do. Right. Let people let people let help. people help. Uh, and then, Amen. so we did have a little bit of training in the seminary. But, you know, the, the, the training I really need is to say, let someone help, you know. And then we got Twyla Roman in the chancery office, and right. she's great at human resources. So I'm like, oh, no. we got to hire a fine, you know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, it looks like we have a question that is ready for us. Eli, are you with us? Yes, I am. And you have a question I do. for Father. So oh, you're on the air. I am. Um, great. Thanks for calling <laughs> in, Eli. <laughs> um, so my question is, uh, it was mentioned earlier that you and Joe are twins. And so I was wondering if there was any time when you were growing up that you guys would play tricks on people by, like, swapping places and pretending to be each other. <laughs> were you in our class? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we had an Eli at St. Joseph's Cathedral, but you must have been in our class. Uh, I always wore, so we went to Catholic school, so we had the colored sweater, the red sweaters, and I always wore my sweater, and Joe never did. And so one time in school, the teacher actually is the one who did it, and one of the teachers, whatever, and he put on the sweater and I took it off. And then um, that's the only time when we were in school that uh, we did it. But when we got older, we started living in two different cities and people less and less knew there were two of us. And he started <laughs> teaching religion at uh, O'Gorman High School. Uh -huh. So I would go in there sometimes and I would sit at his table at his <laughs> desk and class would start and kids would start rolling in and I'm just at the desk doing whatever, you know, and the kids are rolling in and then, you know, the bell would ring and then there'd be a moment and then Joe would walk through the door <laughs> and they'd be like, what? <laughs> so, and then we'd have to wait a couple of years to do it again. <laughs> uh, well, how much fun was that, Father? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the question, Eli. Yeah. So, of course, uh, thanks for the answer. So when you were, uh, when, when you were in business that six years, what a, what a background that you brought to the, to the priesthood and to the parishes you serve is, is just uh, invaluable. And so uh, uh, back when you were in business, did, did you sense uh, colleagues or maybe you even sensed that Okay, it's it's uh, it's Sunday night, and now I got to think about work, and and uh, did, and and people go through that struggle when there's lack of a deeper 
meaning to their work, I'm afraid. And so did that, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was working on you since you were born, obviously, since you were conceived. And his mother. And his mother. <laughs> but uh, so, so uh, yeah, did, did, you, uh, uh, did you have those feelings? Did you sense it in your colleagues maybe that there was just something missing? There's... Well, I knew in seminary that I was different than my fraternity brothers. There were a few of them that sort of faith was an evident dynamic of their life, but I knew that there were only a small portion of us that actually like were moved by something, okay. even though it wasn't really lived. I mean, I went to mass and I lectured, and, but you know, I was at I was doing other things. And when I went to Chicago to work, uh, I had a membership to the athletic facility, and so I would go to the gym in the morning. Well, one day I decided to take a different route to get to the office, and I went past this church, St. Peter's in the Loop, off Michigan Avenue, and I just was, like, drawn inside that church. The Spirit moved me inside that church. I was so, I was like, it's massive crucifixes etched in stone on the facade, and it's squished right between the skyscrapers. And I went in there, and I sat in the back of Mass, and I thought, what is this? I I knew mass was daily, but I'd never been to a, I'd never been to daily mass. And what happened was I started having this debate every morning. I couldn't go to mass and the f- gym and get to the work. So I was like, should I go to mass or should mm. I go to work or to the gym? Yeah. And this became a debate for a year. And I still went to adoration. I still went to mass on the weekends and stuff. But when I left there, then I moved to Minneapolis a year later, and I basically chose the gym quote-unquote i chose the other world uh, and i left the church and so uh, it it uh and then really all of my questions died i had really fascinating questions i was reading the gustin's confessions uh at the time in chicago i really was like wrestling but when i went the other way and chose the other way it all sort of and every once in a while I'd go to a chapel eucharistic adoration late at night really confused and ask questions and there was still a little thing there saying, you're missing something. You're missing something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. Um, so you, you uh, uh, chose, to, uh, chose the gym over, over uh, the, the uh, adoration, and uh, then that switched. And I'm sure that people struggle with that. Okay, I have this much time, and I'm 20 pounds overweight, and so I need to work out. But I need to, I need prayer. I need, I need Christ. So with that struggle, it's, uh, it, it, you need to work through that, Father. What advice would, you went through that. So what advice do you have? You got to beg. And you, you got to what? Be, you got to beg. Beg. Yeah, you got to pray as a beggar. Not ah. like I got to do all these prayers. No, help me. And then you got to let him show up how he's going to show up. He showed up for me in a Protestant minister in Keystone Treatment Center. That's not where anybody's huh. praying their children will yep. end up, and yet that's where I met Jesus. Huh. Uh, and so sometimes we don't really beg. We're sort of like praying, still thinking we can save ourselves. Yeah. He, he shows up in an event, an encounter, and you just you have to beg, Lord, I need you. And Amen. then, then you've got to follow where he shows up. You've got to ask. Yeah, you've got to ask. All right. Well, thanks, Father John, for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Great talk. 
We didn't. We did. Didn't I do okay? That was yeah, like. Yeah, I think you answered okay, every question. Okay, great. Look at you go. Great. Well done. Well done. Thank I you for joining nervous. us. Thank you guys <laughs> for all your mission. Okay. So thanks to all Thank those you. who called in with questions. Reminder: this segment's on every morning at nine thirty Central, Monday through Friday. Up next, Father James Mason will be with us talking about virtuous leadership. And later in the show, it'll be time to hit the road for our 10-minute tour of local events. This is Heather Carroll. I'm Mike Kidrowski. And you're tuned in to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. <laughs> 